Welcome to the J.F. Harris Ministries podcast. Join us today as we explore God's Word. We hope this message encourages, inspires, and uplifts you. For more information about this podcast and other valuable resources, please visit us at redeemedassembly.com. Now let's join Dr. James F. Harris. We're talking about the crucified life. Tonight we're going to talk about the currency of the crucified life. Noting Philippians chapter number 3, verse 7 through 8. Don't be afraid that you're not going to acquire what it is that you want in life. Sometimes people do desperate things because they are afraid if I don't get this, I'm not going to have it. Don't be afraid. Trust God. Sometimes people become so discouraged they go out there and tick anything because I'm afraid if I don't get this, I won't get anything. And I'm sure there are a few people in this room have felt that way. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. If I don't get this, I'm not going to get anything. And it's not until God wrestles with you and give you revelation that you can let this go because I got something better. And if I don't acquire it in this lifetime, that's all right. This is just a temporary thing. I am an eternal being. I am a spirit. And I'm going to acquire what it is that God got in store for me. Are you brave enough to say, I don't want what God don't want me to have? Now, it took some nerve to say that. I mean, you know, I say, well, you can casually say that, but do you really mean that? Trust in God. It's going to take trust in God to say, I don't want what God don't want me to have. Are you ready to make that statement? Do you trust him or not? Lord, if you don't want me to have it, I don't want it. Especially if it becomes a life's aspiration. And then you got to say, Lord, if you don't want me to have it, I don't want it. I want you to think about that. Lord, if you don't want me to have it, I don't want it. Because sometimes you can get in your own way, wanting stuff. You want it because somebody else got it or because you have seen it. But trusting God says, not my will, thy will be done. And then what will happen once you commit yourself to God and say, Lord, I don't want what you don't want me to have, God will put such a peace on the inside of you until you are satisfied not having it. Now you remember, Satan works in your flesh and he's the one that causes anxiety. God never causes anxiety. Whatever he gives you, hey, he added no sorrow to it. Just one more time, just in faith. Lord, if you don't want me to have it, I don't want it. You know, sometimes we sense God telling us, I don't want you to have this. I mean, you don't have heard that voice saying, I don't want you to have this. 
But there is a little something way back in there saying, I don't want you to have this. This is not going to be good for you. And you shake your head and scratch it and everything else. And you move in the direction because I want it so bad. I'll take my chance on myself to get it. I know it might not be good for me, but I think I can can make it work. But if God don't want you to have anything, let it go. Because he got something better for you. Remember, the shadow show up before the real thing. What do you mean? Sometimes you see when the sun get behind an article, you see the shadow before you see the real thing. Right now, if the sun was behind me, if I walk, you would see the shadow of a man. But that's not the real thing. It's only the shadow. And many of us jump out and catch the shadow. And when the real thing come along, it's too late. We got the shadow and we're wrestling with a shadow that means nothing. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. It takes trust to wait on God. And Paul said, if I committed to God, I am persuaded that he will keep that which I have committed unto him. Do me a favor. Lean over and tell your neighbor, don't accept a substitute for the real thing. Don't accept a substitute for the real thing. When God called a man to follow him, he called that man to follow him regardless of the cost. And then nobody asked what it would cost a person to become a great football player or what it would cost a person to become a successful attorney, or what it would cost a person to become a successful businessman. Everybody know that the most important, how the more important something is, the higher the cost. If it costs nothing, it's worth nothing. And I think we done got on this tension of salvation being so free, and it is free. But Jesus said, if any man would follow me, let him first do what? Deny himself and pick up his cross. Modern theologians are saying, if you're saved, you shouldn't have a cross. This place is crossless, is bloodless, because Jesus did all the bleeding. But the truth of the matter is, Jesus said, if any man would follow him, let him first do what? Deny himself, pick up a cross, and follow me. He do not leave you in the dark. He tells you at the very beginning, there will be suffering. But if you would follow me, then I'm able to do something for you. 
The challenge before us today is simply this, that we are willing to pay, sacrifice, or surrender in order to advance in living the crucified life. It's going to take that willingness. Do you want to advance in Christ? It's going to take you making that sacrifice in order to live this crucified life. God wants us to perfect that which he has given us. How do you perfect what God has given you? Let's say God called you. How do you perfect it? Hmm? Use it. Uh-huh. Study. Study the word. Uh-huh. Spend time with the one that given you the gift. Don't take credit for it. Don't settle. And actually what you got to do is practice. You perfect through practice. And if God happened to anoint you one time and it comes out halfway decent, Don't start thinking more of yourself than you ought to think. If people get to praising you, put cotton in your ear and hurry up and walk out. Because what people want to do is destroy you by telling you how great you are. And you start believing that lie. You're nothing but dirt. Anointed dirt. Because see, once you think you have arrived, you stop practicing. Now I am so wonderful, but I got to let the whole world know how fabulous I am. So I'm going to get me some cards. I know we sit in the pews and you don't have no idea, but behind the scene, some of y'all couldn't stand to be behind the scene because you would have been backslid a long time ago. You want to know who people really are? Work behind the scene. But you got to get to that place that you got to say, I'm called to do a work for God. And don't ever say, I'm being hell up and ain't nobody giving me a chance to go and all that other kind of stuff. Matter of fact, slowing down sometimes helps you to perfect the gift that God have given you. Anything that grows too fast will fall. It has to grow in proportion. I want to see a person who have come through hard trials and tribulation. You're either going to get it in the beginning or you're going to get it in the end. How many of y'all would rather get yours in the beginning? All right. Because I, I say all the time, when God's going to use you, he beats you up. All right. Your first, your first test is to get along with church people. Yeah. 
And I'm going to look at it. And you know how you are. The greatest leader other than Jesus Christ was who? Moses. Moses told the people after they had seen all the things that are seen, done seen Moses shine like the sun. Moses, hey brothers, I want y'all to show up at the meeting. You know what they told Moses? <laughs> we ain't coming. We ain't coming. Well, 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 will you show up for the meeting? No. Moses' sister said, boy, I changed your dapples. Do you think you more than anybody else? And as a result, what happened to her? She broke out in leprosy. Getting along with church people is a church enrichment. The book of Ephesians chapter 4 says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation, worth with your call. Notice what it says, with what? All lowliness and meekness with Most people don't miss, don't make it past that. You think because you are the preacher, the evangelist, the one that lay hands on and all the other kind of stuff, that everybody's going to bow to you. They're going to treat you like dirt. They don't change and you got to change. What? They cuss me out. But you got to still try to get along with them. Am I in the word? And so what we do, we said, I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be saved. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to worship, and I'm going to go out the door. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. You got to put on your, sometimes when service is over, that's when you got to put your shield on. Now you can put your praise on during the service, but when, it, when, it, when the service is missed, you got to put your shield on. Endeavoring to what? With all what? What lowliness mean? You took the low road. Long suffering. Well, Bishop, you know what? I don't try to get along with that helpful for six months. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised at some of the name people call people in the church. And I gotta no, 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 don't call them that. Well, what you gonna call them then? Yours is to make peace. Can y'all say with me? It's not left up to them. It's left up to me. I have to make peace. Because this is what I'm called to do. I'm a peacemaker. All right, with what? Long suffering and what? Well, what, what? 
give me that in the in the um, in the message. What the message say? What do the message say on that one? In light of all this. In light of all this. Here's what I want you to do. Uh huh. While I'm locked up here, prison for the master. Why you do what? Locked up. I'm locked up here. Oh Lord. Uh huh. Uh huh. I want you to get out there and walk. Uh huh. Better yet, run. Run. Uh huh. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. Uh huh. I don't want anyone strolling Do we mend fences or do we tear them all down? The church now is in need of workers, real workers. Seeing what needs to be done and then giving yourself totally to it to be done. You know what? Isn't it something how people that can't run their lives always want to be in charge of somebody else? Your children running around like hell, and you want to be in charge of the youth. The example is how well are you doing with your family? And I need somebody to tell me, Amen. Amen. You can't do a good job with your own family, but you want to be in charge of everybody else. Help me, Lord. Can y'all say with me, I don't deserve any glory. Only him had deserved the glory. And any praise that I give, get, I'm giving it to Jesus Christ. Any praise that I get, I'm giving it to Jesus Christ.